Kyle Edwards. How you feeling tonight, Kyle? I'm good, good, good. Can't wait to get into these topics with you guys. Really appreciate this and good, good little moment in on a Monday. It's kind of rainy down here, but I'm glad to be here with you guys. Right below me, I have someone wearing a clown outfit. Uh, New York Wankies fan, Jordan Big J, JJL, what's popping? Me, you're lucky I'm on live TV because I will flip you off. <laughs> but nothing. <laughs> But no. nah, <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. This um, you know, still NBA going on, but the end. Um, baseball is starting up. I'm excited. I'm excited. Be excited to hold this L tonight. Yeah, okay, <laughs> we're gonna be three and zero. Want to bet me? You're two and one. First of all, so or, no, I'm, no, I'm saying we're to sweep y'all. I'll I'll pull whatever you want on that. <laughs> all right, so. Joining us, we have a new member to the show, Mo Money, Mo Problems, Mo Better. What's popping, Mo? What's good, Gene? What's good, fellas? We, oh, man, I'm fired up tonight. I'm fired up. There's been a lot of talk today. There's a lot of things going on. The Masters is this week. You have uh, NFL draft is heading up. We have our linebackers list coming Wednesday. We have college basketball. I, I, I bet you the women outdraw the men. Last night, women, 9.9 million viewers for the national championship. Uh, men's national championship is tonight. Oh, yeah, I forgot. UConn, San Diego State. The Phillies are going to beat the Spankies uh, later on tonight. I, listen, I'm feeling good. I feel good. I feel good. I feel like there's a lot to get off my chest. I wanted to start this show with a question that I had. I never start with my question. But this week, it seems really prevalent, and there's a lot of people listening for it. So I want to read it out loud. And I, I kind of want to address the issue first. But my question is, what's your thoughts on trash talk? Does, can it ever go too far? Uh, just trash talk. Uh, you know, we see it. We've seen it with the Caitlin Clark, you can't see me, versus Louisville. Last night, uh, she got it back mm-hmm. uh, by, by the Bayou Barbie. Love that girl. Angel Reese sent it right back to her. I I, I kind of there's been a lot of talk going around, a lot of debate, a lot of discussion about it. I want to go forth on this one because I feel like I'm gonna take a long time on it. Newcomers first, mo money, mo problems, mo better. What are your thoughts on the trash talk in the women's college basketball tournament, and then in general? So for the game last night, um, I, I actually thought uh, Angel Reese was trolling. She seemed like she was trolling. Um, it, it felt less like trash talking, more like trolling, at, you know, once the game had been decided. And I get it. In the moment, you're caught up. You're excited. You just won your school's first national championship. And you've been competitive with, obviously, the best player in all of college basketball, but you could have handled it a different way. You know what I'm saying? I I, I understand how people are coming at her. And I think she deserves some of that. There's another way she could she could have came across. I don't mind being cocky and being confident, but I thought she, I thought she was just being a little bit extra. I don't understand the backlash though. I the criticism I get, but the backlash is 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 a little over the top. As far as trash talking in general. I'm okay with that. That's 
I think that's a part of sports. It's always been a part of sports. Hey, there's some players in every league. That's a part of their skill set. That's how they make money, running their mouths, getting in your head. Like that. If, if Pat Bev wasn't Pat Bev or Dylan Brooks or Draymond, guys like that, they wouldn't be what, who they were if, the, if they couldn't use that skill set to get into your head and have you coming back at them. So I'm okay with it in general. I just didn't really like how it was handled last night. Okay. That's a fair point. I feel like that I don't want to get into my, my opinion yet, but I, I respect it. Jordan. I mean, I might take it longer than you, so I might have to go with Kyle first. Um, no, 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 so. no. I need you to go now. There's a reason I'm doing it. I mean, I might take it longer than Eugene, but all right. Um, well, I promise you you won't because I'll cut you off. <laughs> but um, so my thing is, like, at first when I saw, like, when I watched it live, I was like, okay, why is Andrew Reeves doing this? I mean, people are going to the line. They're shaking hands. The coach is celebrating on the final line. I get it. But when people are, 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 are talking about are bringing, like, black and white to this, when it shouldn't even really be black and white, because it's like, like, like Mo said, it's competitive. It's, it's competitive. It, it, it's competitive. It's part of the game. Um, and I don't even think. I mean, Freddie said in the comments. I hope they both meet in the, up again. I mean, it's not, I don't think Caitlyn yeah. had beef with the Angel or whatever. I think it's just like I don't think Caitlyn said anything after the game about like the gesture. I, I think Caitlyn just walked it off um, as she should. I mean, she's. I mean, she was the talk of the town the whole playoff. Um, with how I mean, she's a great competitor, great, great, um, great athlete, but it's just like when you are saying that Angel is like, um, is uh, is classless, is her parents had raised her differently. I don't, I don't agree with that. It's just like, I mean, I've seen on Twitter, like, like, just like, oh, she's she needs to, you know, take the take the win and just run with it. But it's just like, I don't know. Um, I think that I get now why she she did what she did. I mean, if Iowa or Caitlin or anyone had a problem with what she did, Iowa should have won. Um, but now the question is, if Caitlin would have did the same thing, if they if they would have won, right, would this be a big deal? Caitlin did the did the this to her? No, it wouldn't. But since since now it's a race problem, now she's black. It's an issue. It's not an issue with me. I'm saying it's like as far as it's like. Uh, as Twitter and like other people um, who have who have uh, said things about this, and I also before I let Kyle go, I would say that most men and some women don't really watch the WNBA like that unless you're really into basketball. But this can really bring more like eyes to it with like you know is that trash talking and in this competitiveness. And last game, it was crazy. Like both teams are going at it. It was a high competitive game. I, mean, I, I get it. Uh, she did the you can't see me uh, at the foul line, and she did the the ring me at the end. I get that. That's all talk. I mean, Draymond Green did it, did it in the NBA. Uh, Curry did it in the NBA, and that's, that's not an issue. But now somebody, a girl, wants to do it to show off because she won the game in her team. Now it's a big issue, and now she wants to, they want to bring her family into it, her parents. No, it's just a game of basketball. That's all it is. Kyle, what's your thoughts on this? Because I've heard so many, both, listen, I have like a, a pot, right? And I take everything I hear from people and I put it into a pot. 
And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to stir that pot up in a minute. But, Kyle, what, what are your thoughts? So I think a lot of it is you have people on Twitter and stuff that are trying to drag some type of narrative out of it to get views, clicks, all that. I feel like people are digging way too deep into this because, like Mo said, if Caitlin, Caitlin did it the game before, Angel does it back to her. Most of us would look at that and say, Angel's just trolling Caitlin for what she did the game before. But now for it to be all blown up, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like what some of the problem also is that, you know, people see women's sports, they automatically think, oh, they're supposed to act a certain way. Don't trash talk in the women's game. That's 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 for the NBA. That's for those, that's for those guys. Women's different game. But now we're seeing more influence, I guess, from the NBA and all that getting into the women's game where a lot of these players, they watch the NBA. For all I know, the whole ring thing, maybe Angel Reese, big Steph Curry fan, saw him do it. She took the opportunity, did it herself. Not that big of a deal. It should not be leading sports center and all this kind of stuff that really coming out of it. Talk about the game, fine. You want to reference the, the incident? It's not even an incident, but if you want to reference the encounter knock yourself out but there's no reason for it to be some like national story where we get to talk about oh my god you see what angel reese did to caitlin clark i get it caitlin clark was the you know the attraction of the tournament they fell short and now people are upset by it i guess but i had no problem with it trash talk is part of the game makes people play better i'm i'm here for it i gotta start with jordan Jordan said, I don't understand why race got brought into it. And I'm going to tell you why race got brought into it. Race got brought into it because when Caitlin Clark did it, the you can't see me, and it was swag. It was, oh, can you can you imagine? Oh, look at the swagger she has. Yeah. And she waved off South Carolina like, yeah, you shoot. I know you can't shoot. And, like, kind of mocked the girl at the, at the three-point line. It was swag. Look at her. She's just challenging her. To shoot. When Angel Reese did it, it was classless. Um, the comments that have been thrown around about the LSU basketball team, thug, ghetto, that's racism comments. That's what that is. Let's call it like it is. They're racist comments. I have thoughts on it. Now, see, this is what's not going to be popular. I agree with what Mo said. She was over the top. She was over the top. She followed for the people that say, well, Caitlin did it and she did it. No, they didn't do the same thing. Let's stop acting like they did the same thing. They did it. Caitlin did it like in the flow of the game, walking back, in, like not, she wasn't stalking her around the, the basketball court in her face. Angel went over the top. I love me the Bayou Barbie. Give me some Bayou Barbie every night. I love the attitude. I love the fact that she went to the locker room to re-put on her lashes. I think that shit's hilarious. I love me some Bayou Barbie. But with that being said, she was over the top. She was over the top. You won the national championship. Be happy that you won the national championship. Now let me address the idiot in the room. Keith Oberman, instead of commenting on you know, LSU winning women's college basketball, Calls this girl a fucking idiot. Excuse, I'm just quoting Keith Oberman. Nah, I saw that. I got a job. Yeah. And he calls it. 
this is a 20-year-old woman in college. Yeah, she was over the top. I agree she was over the top. That's not how you handle it. And the fact that we're not talking about LSU winning the national championship, defying the odds as a three seed, going through Vatek, Iowa, and every lane that they went through to get there, the fact that we're talking about classless, it's a joke to me. You know, let me let me put a stat out for you. Nine point nine million people watched the women's college basketball final. It was the most watched women's basketball game ever. And they tuned in to see Caitlin Clark. Don't lie to yourself. They tuned in to see the women's Steph Curry. That's what they did. And I'll tell you right now, what LSU did defensively, offensively, rebounds, strength, they were more physical, really put LSU on the mat. I think the game was called a little bit favoring LSU. I was rooting for LSU. I bet on LSU. I won money on LSU. I told everybody, Mo, you were on the show with me, coffee and sports. I said LSU's going to win. Anybody want that money? LSU won the game. I felt like the technical foul that was called on Caitlin Clark was a joke. If you know what I'm talking about, she just redirected the ball when she was going into a huddle. But no technical got called on Angel Reese. Now, I think the officials kind of screwed this up. If you call a T on Angel Reese immediately when she's following around the court and in her face at the foul line, this isn't talked about. It's a technical foul. It's trash talk. It stops. But because it went on for so long and nothing was called, it got exploited. They, but they can call it tech after the game because he did the ring after the game. So can no, they call, still call it tech? 47 seconds left in the game. She was following her around with the you can't see me at the free throw line. Bro, Jordan, did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I did. Okay, so it was not after the game. After the game, she – Well, the, the ring finger was after I, the game. Because yeah. they won. The ring, I don't care about the ring finger thing. Mm. She drew a ring on her finger earlier in the tournament because she said she's going to win a ring. They literally took a marker and, and, and drew a ring around her finger because she's like, we're winning. I understand that. I'm talking about the in-your-face taunting. It was too much. It was too much. I love trash talk. One of my favorite two players of all time are Reggie Miller and Gary Payton. And y'all know if you watch 90s basketball, how much trash talk was thrown around between those two. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great. I think it's great for the sport of basketball. I think it's great for women's sports. What I think is crappy is the fact that instead of talking about LSU defying the odds, and how many people stepped up in that game, it's a race debate. And it's a race debate because, and it's the same thing in the NFL. We bring this up earlier in the year, right? Odell Beckham Jr. kicks a net, throws something. It's, you know, he's a problem. Tom Brady throws an iPad. Look at the passion in this man. It's just different narratives for racism. And I, I bring this up so often. And so many times on these shows, I almost feel like a broken record. But the point of the matter is when, you know, a white athlete does it, look at his swag. Look at his, uh, 
you know, this, this, and that. But when an African-American athlete does it, it's, they're a problem. They're an issue. Nah, I can't take that, so. Yeah, and then just to tag, tag on to uh, Jeans, like, it, she even said, Andrew, in the press conference, like, when they were asking her, like, about it, she was like, I ain't changing for nobody. Like, as she shouldn't change for anybody, she's still going to be who she is. She's from Baltimore. I mean, that she has that background. She went to St. Francis. I mean, but, but I can see where Jean said she's going too far, but, like, she wants to, I guess, like, pave the way for, like, other players who, like, hey, don't I don't care if, if you have a stereotype. I'm still going to be the same player I am today as I was five years from now. And, like, so she's paving the way for, like, but then again, it's like there, there comes a time or there comes a, at a point in a line where players shouldn't cross. And I mean, it's not like she like punched Caitlin, Caitlin Clark or like. Yeah, but let's not pretend Caitlin Clark's a saint, right? Caitlin Clark yeah. talks a lot of shit. No, yeah, she does. Yeah, right. Haley Van exactly. Lee, she does. Yeah, a lot of those players do. Yeah, but um, like just like the uh against Louisiana, Texas, then uh in the line, then the one girl like with all of her face and Haley pushed her. Yeah, she said, "Call me a bitch again. Yeah. Call me yeah. a bitch again." The, the girl from the Texas. Haley Van Lee. Yep, yep. And Haley I, yeah, her. I remember. I watched it. That tournament. Yo, listen, I'll tell you right lit. now, there's a, reason that, there's a reason that women's college tournament was so – had so many eyes on it. There were so – women's college basketball and women's basketball as a whole are creating stars. It's not just Caitlin Clark. Look, you say what you want. The Cavender twins are a draw. Haley Van Lift is a draw. Yes. The Bayou Barbie is a draw. Listen, the girl from Villanova, forget her name. Man, I, I, I love her, too. She's a draw, leading scorer in the nation. It, it, it's great for women's basketball. Wait, let, let me ask you a question real quick. I just kind of want to go around the panel. Kyle, do you think the trash talk went a little too far? I mean, I guess the following around part, you could say that's extra, but I'm one I, I – I'm down for trash talk. I, I feel like it was okay. I'm with it. I hear you. Yeah. I would well, probably go to the 90s too. You think it went a little bit too far? She was a little too much, right? I thought she was extra. I mean, you made an excellent point. If they call the technical foul, it shuts everything down. Because even her coach, Moki, would have stepped to her and said, enough of that. We're trying to win this game and finish it out. It would have changed everything, but they let it go. Well, Kim Moki is, is an awful person. Great coach. Terrible human being. I'm not yeah. getting into her. Kim I was, was going to bring that part up too. Yeah, yeah. I think some might be because of Moki is the coach, and now Reese is one of her players, and they tied it all in. I'll put it to you this way: I guarantee you, Moki has that team with a playing yes. with a chip on their shoulder. Yep. They have that attitude that Moki. Listen, that's a Baylor team. Mm-hmm. Baylor did same thing. This, yep. These she preaches chip on your shoulder. No one respects you. They're talking smack about you, and she gets them fired up. That's the Saban mentality. Call it like it is. I just don't like him, Moki, for what she, the way she disowned Brittany Griner, who was one of hers. Yes. One hundred. Yeah. And I just, I don't like that. So I'll never, I'll never support Kim Moki. I, I, I swear to you, right now, God rest her soul. But Pat Summit was the greatest female basketball coach I have ever watched. Yeah. Rest in peace, yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Um, so answer your question. Uh, Gene, um, I mean, I like the trash talking. Yeah, she went too far uh, by following her, but as I think about it, but like, it's like, I mean, I'll, for the women's sports in the whole, I like it. I like it. 
if, if, it can keep, if it can be under wraps. You know, put John comment up there real quick. John, I get you. You said, no, it didn't go too far. Okay, if I yeah, that's, won, that's what I said. You know, Clark would have done the same thing. Why don't people ask this question when guys do it? I like the smack talk. I do ask the question when guys do it. I say I call Pat Beverly out when he's celebrating like he won the world championship when they won the play-in game. Like, I'm not – like, I, I, I think that there's times where trash talk goes too far in NBA games. It happened. Think about the years with Kevin Garnett when Kevin Garnett – Said that shit where you said uh, Carlos Villanueva looked like a cancer patient. Um, I remember that. It, it's there's a lot of people that say a lot of dumb shit mm. on basketball courts. Listen, go to a regular basketball court. Go to LA Fitness and listen to the shit talk that happens there. I do it. I do it. Yeah, I don't take it too far, but I've been like, yo, gee, you trash. We can't shoot that. <laughs> Like that's what you any day to leave twice on (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, everyone on this panel had had a good point. Um, now I think Freddie kind of asked no question. Like, what's the problem with trolling? There's no problem with trolling at all, Freddie. I like trolling. I think when uh, you said uh, Mo about trolling and and more is trolling as as far as uh, more um, she's close with Aaliyah Boston. If you don't notice, uh, Angel's close with Aaliyah Boston. And a lot of the the Caitlin Clark, they can't shoot. Let them shoot. They can't. Like, they took offense to that. LSU and South Carolina made it very, very direct that they liked each other and they were rooting for each other in the, in the SEC. They wanted an all-SEC championship game. They look at the SEC as a family. They want that conference to, to grow. Um, they spoke about that heavily. I, I wouldn't be su- surprised if the South couple South Carolina girls that were friends with a couple girls from LSU were like, yo, shut this girl up, man. She talks so much smack, knocking us off. I get that, right? I do. I understand that. Kaylin Clark is not a saint, but that's what makes her so likable and so watchable right. because she does have that trash talk. But just keep the same energy. I think, like I said, I think that she went a little too far, but I don't. Call T, be done with it, and let me talk about how great LSU played and not about is this classless. Right. Or people saying 10 years from now we'll be talking about Caitlin Clark, but nobody will be talking about Angela Reese. Like, I don't want to hear that kind of stuff. You know Angel Reese averaged 23 and 15 this year? Right, right. 23 and 15. Do I need to remind you how ridiculous that is? Right. Mm -hmm. She's a problem. That's crazy. You're only going to get better. Yeah, that's crazy you say that because I, I have a friend I talk to and she's like, oh, um, Clark has all the accolades and awards, but um, uh, Reese doesn't have nothing. But that that ring, that's all that matters, right? That that championship. So it's like. Yeah. 34 exactly. double-doubles, walking exactly. double-doubles. That's crazy. I just, listen, I think it's great for sport women's basketball. And yep. the fact that both those girls will be back next year makes it even better. And I hope they get a chance to run it back. I really do. That'll make it – how much more entertaining would it be the first Iowa-LSU game you get to see with those two getting on the court? I Man, I love it. But to be honest, is it really a beef if, like, Kalen – did she even bark back at her after the game? I I think it's just racist. Kalen would have barked if they would have won. That's what I respect about it. I'll tell you what I respect about Kalen Clark. She took the higher She had every opportunity to clap back. She did not. She, she took her L 
she took her L and ran with it. I was about to say right. took her L like a man, but no, she took her L. <laughs> yeah. And she she didn't say anything about it. She didn't clap back yeah. at all. The people that made the stink about it were were dummies like Keith Olbermann. Yep. Yeah. He's a dummy. That, that, that was the thing that I that, that that I took away. She knew she lost. She took that L, didn't say nothing else. That's the way you do it. I thought she handled 100%. it perfectly. She took 100%. the high road for sure. Mo, thank you, sir. Question number two, Kyle. Where are we going? All right. So mine's with the draft coming up. We know quarterback's the top position. Simple question. What are the top three characteristics you think, well, I guess you would look for in a quarterback as you're evaluating them? Can I ask you a question real quick? Yes. Um, can we can can I do my can I do myself? Can I alter the question the word characteristic? Okay, yeah. I'll just say traits, like the okay. things I'm looking for. So, like, I need a quarterback to have the work ethic to put in, the attitude of a leader and a winner, and the arm talent. They're the three things that I want a quarterback to have. I need them to be able to work through whatever they do. They need to be the first person there. They need to lead by an example. Then they need to be a leader. You need to lead men. And then the third thing to me is they have to have the arm talent because I could be the greatest leader in the world. I could be the best, most hard worker in the world. But if I don't have the arm talent to throw, make the throws, the outside route, the inside route. See, I, I like Anthony's answer too. Accuracy and IQ, they're not on my list. But I feel like with hard work, accuracy comes. That's just my opinion. But those would be my three. When you ask that question, I couldn't wait to answer it. But, like, I know I'm giving, like, cookie-cutter answers. Like, hard work ethic, leadership. Like, the intangibles of being – you know, I'll tell you right now. You want to know what, what I would look for in a quarterback? Find me Jalen Hurts. Okay. Find me Jalen Hurts. I'll go with that. Okay. Jordan, you can go ahead next. Uh, so three. So are you talking about just like on the field or the off the field too? Can it be off the field? Whatever. Is the um, so if I'm so you. so if I'm a GM or owner and I'm draft a quarterback, I want the quarterback to one, um, be have thick skin because some of these markets, like we've seen with Wilson, Zach Wilson, you see, you see, you see, you see how you fold. Can I country. change that word for you? Let's yeah, just say okay. mental fortitude. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Okay. Yeah. Mental, I don't want fortitude. mental fortitude. All right, mental fortitude. All right. Yeah, mentally tough. That's okay. one. Um, I'm gonna say uh, trustworthy because you need to have a quarterback that trusts. You know, if his O line has a bad game, to not you know bark him out. It's only one game, so show trustworthy. And then three will have to be just. That third one, man. Because y'all talk, I, I was gonna take IQ, but the third one I was gonna say would be. You have to give me a skill. You're too mental right now. Okay. Okay. Like, so you, I could do the two things that you said. It's gotta be something I can't do. You gotta be battle driven. That's like, another. That's another attitude. You need to have a skill in there. It's attitudes and skills. I'm all right with 66% of it being attitude and 33% being skill. But you have to have well, you said arms. That's kind of arm talent. Use that. I don't care if you steal it. Arm talent is huge. 
Our, our, okay, Mo, Mo will show you. Yeah, Mo, Mo will show you. <laughs> yeah, well, go ahead, Mo. I definitely need a guy that's a gym rat. I want somebody that that's gonna, like you said, first one there, last one to leave. He doesn't have to be a raw 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 leader, but he can lead by example. The guy that people look at, and guy, this guy puts in the work. Somebody that'll say that dares to want to be great. It puts it out there that I I want to be great. I'm in I'm in the court QB room. I want to see a guy that as a fan or as a teammate, when I'm seeing him play, I can see his development. I can see him recognizing that safety dropping down. Someone that's literally learns and you can see the development. The arm talent, I don't know if they have to have a cannon arm, but I need a guy that can dissect the defense and throw my receivers open. So that's what I'm watching. Accuracy. Yes. Yeah. Accuracy, just change it to accuracy. That's fine. That's perfect. Kyle, I mean, for me, it was I want I wanted accuracy. Okay. So I'll take that from Mo because I I do feel like sometimes we get a little caught up in arm strength, where you can have the strongest arm, you don't necessarily know where to place the ball or can't get it where you need to get it to. Doesn't really matter. Um, John took one of mine. He put in the chat pocket presence. I think that's important as well. Whether you are mobile or not, I don't need a guy who's just going to take off at the very first sign of possible blitz or anything like that. Be able to, you know, put the line in the right place, step up when you have to, make a throw. So pocket presence. And then third for me would be just like commanding the huddle, leadership type. And that would, and to me, that kind of takes it like Jim Rat and all that because players always look to the quarterback to be that leader and you have to be. Comfortable with that and excel at that. So, so you just basically described Tom Brady. Well, I mean, that's what you did. I, I, I mean, I I saw for twenty plus years. So yeah. I get it. I get it. As a Boston fan, I would. I just think that's old age NFL. <laughs> I do. I think if Tom Brady's career started today, he wouldn't sniff seven Super Bowls. I swear to God, I really believe that. That might sound really wrong to people, but if Tom Brady's career started today. I don't think he'd sniff seven. He might get three. Revamp his career just for the heck of it. If you revamp his entire career, mm-hmm. Bill Belichick, same spot. It just was 2023. 20, and you started his career right now in the direction the NFL is headed. How many Super Bowls do you think Tom Brady wins? I mean, that's I mean, I, I agree it wouldn't be seven. He was perfect for the time he was in. He's the greatest of all time. But if you're going to lie to yourself and tell yourself that Tom Brady, like, at his peak, is better than Pat Mahomes at his peak, you're lying to yourself. You're just lying to yourself. Pat does everything. Yeah, skill for skill. Yeah, Mahomes is the more talented. Yes, yes, obviously. Uh, I mean, I'm probably going around what you said and what Jory's kind of saying. I'd say I, I think he still gets about three. I'd love me some Brady too. I respect Brady so much more that he's retired. I hated him in the league, but I love me some Tom Brady as a as a, a player and a competitor over the years. Mm-hmm. It's just the modern day NFL. Like, look, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. Joe Burrow is what Tom Brady would be if the his career started now. He'd be really good. Top three quarterback in the NFL, maybe two. Great leader, gonna win a few, but he 
he wouldn't be. He's not gonna be the goat. He's the goat now, though. Just an opinion. I look at these quarterbacks and I use comps constantly. And I remember when I did the comps for all these quarterbacks that came out. And I'm like, Burrow, Brady, Herbert, Manning. Like, I understand that, right? Like, you can Trevor Lawrence, John Elway. Like, they have those attributes at their ceiling. I'm not saying they're going to ever hit them, but they have those attributes. That's what they remind me of. When I look at Patrick Mahomes, I think Michael Jordan. Just different sport. Just different breed. This guy's different. Just better. I I love everyone's thought process. Now, let me ask you guys a question real quick. Can you rank me the top five quarterbacks? I know I'm throwing you on the spot here, but the top five quarterbacks that are coming out, I just would love to hear your ranking on them. If you want, I'll, I'll give them to you this way. You, you know who they are. Most Stroud, Young. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Anthony Richardson, Hendon Hooker, and Will Levis are top five on everyone's board. Um, if you don't mind, just judging by your criteria, I would love to hear what you guys think the top five quarterbacks. Well, Hendon Hooker, isn't he going at late since he got hurt? Or is he still one of those top? listed as the quarterback. I think if I was doing it, he's my number three. If that tells you anything. So I would just love to hear where you guys – you guys can all have them five, and that's fine. Anybody want to go? I'm sorry. I threw a spot. I'll go. I'll go. Okay. I'll go. Go five through one. Make it make it suspenseful. Okay. Five, I go Levis. I think okay. four, I go Richardson. Okay. I'm there with you, Gene. I'm all about Hendon Hooker. I've got him three as well. Then I go Young. I think Stroud, number one. Okay. We're very close. We just flip-flop a few. Mo? Um, Henderson, Richardson, Levitz. I've got Stroud and Young. Okay. I got – um. Hooker at, at five. Okay. Uh, four, I have Levis. Three, I have Richardson. Uh, two, I got Stroud. One, I got Young. I watch too much Anthony Richardson. I watch too much of him. I don't know how many people watched a lot of Anthony Richardson. I have him five, and if there's somebody I could put ahead of him, I probably would. I think he's just – I think he's an absolute combine freak that is not a great quarterback. I have Levis for – he has Jay Cutler written all over him. Poor decision-making, cannon. I, I think he'll be a bust in the NFL. I think he's, his arm talent will keep him in the league way longer than he should be. I have Hendon Hooker, three. I have C.J. Stroud, two. And I think the best quarterback coming out this year is Bryce Young. Jory agrees with you. Same list. Look at it. Look at that. Jory. I love it. With you. Um, but I just I, I've watched too much Anthony Richardson. I really did. And um I hate saying it that way, but yeah, well look at that. He's got well look, he's got Le- Levis three over and then hooker. Um, okay. 
Yeah, I, it, that's funny. Like Max Duggan, I would take over Anthony Richardson. That's a really funny thing that he put up. Duggan, Max Duggan. I would take Max Duggan over Anthony Richardson. Can I remove Anthony from my top five? I would put Duggan five. I can't. I asked you guys to do top five, but Max Duggan to me is a better leader, a better quarterback than Anthony. Is he even being looked at? I'm surprised he's not even being looked at. As I mean, he's not, go, he doesn't have. Yeah, he doesn't have. He doesn't have NFL talent. He's just a warrior. I, you know, it's funny. He's a little bit more accurate version of Tim Tebow. I'm not kidding with you. You watch Max, like that's his gameplay. I don't think he'll ever be a real big NFL quarterback. But if he is a backup for your team and comes in and you need a win, he's gonna gut you out a win. I think that's what Max will be. Funny, funny comparison for Max Duggan. Max is more athletic, but I would say a modern day Nick Foles. Like a mo- like when I say modern day, like Max will run. Nick's never gonna run. But like a leader, a guy that's just gonna give it to you for a few few games, but never be a franchise quarterback. Yeah, agreed, shall we? All right, we got we got two more questions on the agenda tonight. Uh what's next? Um, uh, Kyle, you're the leader. You're the prince of production. Keep the show on the rails. That's the new guy, man. No. I didn't even know I was supposed to have a question, man. He's <laughs> not at it today. It's all right. We'll make yeah. a question. Yeah, I, I was, that's what I was saying. Jordan, yeah, Jordan, go, go with yours. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> People put Levin right. for three because of his arm talent, Anthony. Yeah. His arm talent is insanity. And people fall in love with these combine heroes that make these throws without shirts on, 65 yards with no defense. And they're like, oh, he's – He's amazing. They did it with Zach Wilson last year, Malik Willis. There's tons of these combine heroes. They're just not that good. All right. So my question is, um, would players benefit from having shorter seasons? And do you think taking games away will have less players sitting out games when when it comes to the NBA? So it's basically a two-part question. Or should the leagues keep the traditional amount of games as is? So I'm talking about the three leagues. NBA, which has 82 games. Currently, uh, NFL has 17 games. I, I think 18 or 17, right? I'm not sure. 17. And the MLB is 162. 18 weeks, 17 games. I'll help you, Jordan. I got you. Yeah, so MLB with 162 games in total. As this is the traditional. What's your game. opinion? My opinion is I think if they shorten the seasons by a little bit, it would help with less injuries. Because it with a shorter season, there'll be a, a bigger off season for you know for them to recover. Um, Mo, I love you. I swear to you, I love you. Have the body language <laughs> like I do. I love you, Mo. You better be a staple on this damn show every week. I love you. Uh, I see his body language. I'm like, that's exactly yeah. what I feel. I, I mean, I guess we got some disagreements on here. I guess, man. I, Bro, I am going to roast you. <laughs> All right. Mo, I don't think they should change anything. Baseball is fine. I, I, I'm not as avid a baseball fan as probably some of you, but I love postseason baseball. I'm addicted to it. I can't wait for it. But there's no reason to change anything, especially the NBA, the least physical game, man. And they've actually made it even less physical than it was before. There's no reason for them to have less games. I, I just, there's no need for that. 
it, it, it doesn't benefit anything. If you give them less games, they'll find another way to sit out. They really will if they want to sit out. But there's no reason to shorten anything. The, the NFL, their players could complain the most. It is the most physical game. It is a car wreck on every play, and they actually added a game. But I don't think they need to change anything in any of the major leagues. Well, the reason why I asked that because, like, in the NBA, the new CBA thing is, um, you have to pay like a certain amount of games to like Nick get an award for next year. So, I mean, would maybe having like eight, maybe less games, maybe kind of. Jordan, I don't want to do this to you. I don't. I really don't. But I'm going to ask you a question real quick because I know you weren't listening to Coffee and Sports the other morning. So I'm going to ask you a question. I asked the, the panel on Coffee and Sports. Do you know how much money per player uh, people make in Major League Baseball, in the NHL, in, in soccer, in football? Well, what do you think the average salary is? Well, baseball, there's no cap, cap here. Right? What do you think the average salary is in each one of those sports? All the players divided by what they make. Are you talking about like the superstar or just any player in the NBA? Any player in the league, what do they make? Average. I don't want to do 10, this. Thing. I didn't want like it. Ten, like ten million plus. I, it's I less. Say. It's less. Eight million. Less. Five million. Less. I think I remember this. Isn't it like two? So hockey, it's two. Football, it's three. Baseball, it's four. And NBA basketball, it's, it's like nine. It's eight and change. And you can't play eighty-two games. Are you out of your freaking mind? No, 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 no. I said this on multiple shows, and I get roasted for it sometimes, and some people agree with me. But I'm going to be – listen, I'm not a Nick Wright guy. I'm not a Colin Coward guy. But I respect that they stand on their takes. My take for the NBA is as amazing as a player, second greatest player of all time. Second greatest player of all time. If amazing philanthropy, uh, I'm not gonna say the word amazing human being outside of the, the sport. LeBron James has ruined the sport of basketball, ruined it. The all star game's been worse since LeBron's around the league, the dunk contest's been worse since LeBron's around the league, the super teams have been worse since LeBron has been the leader of the league. The, the flopping and the ah. The crybabying has been worse since LeBron's ran the league. Like, stop kidding yourself. Do you remember when the All-Star break used to, like, they used to start playing basketball on Tuesday when the All-Star game was on yep. Sunday? And then they're like, no, the players need a full week off. And they gave it to them. And, and the players get anything they want in the NBA, which is great. I love how player-friendly the league is. But there's a time where it goes too far. And in the NBA, the pendulum has swung too far. So the answer is no. I'll give you one sport where I would I wouldn't mind them shortening shortening the amount of games played. And that would be baseball. It doesn't need to be 162. I would be fine with 145. And why I say 145 is I want an odd number record. I don't want there to be teams that are 500. That's why I say uh, 145. And there's a reason I say short in the baseball season 17 games. It's not like just I made the number up. I thought about this. I think baseball starts and ends 
in conditions that the majority of it is not played. And I think that's important. In cities like New York, Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, uh, a lot of major cities, they start in 40-degree weather and they end in 40-degree weather. And the season is majority majority played in 80-degree weather. That's not the same sport. That's why I say it. I would shorten it. October would be my World Series. My playoffs would be the end of September. And my, and my season would start a little bit later in April, right after Easter. The week after Easter would be my, like, MLB start. Mm-hmm. It's seventeen games, nothing crazy. Yeah, but like before Kyle goes, I mean, I mean, I do agree with. I mean, I, I'm the one that's that wants to play all all games, and I don't, I don't like the whole low management. That's a whole other topic. I mean, I, I just thought it quite because it's a barbershop talk, you know, topic. So I just wanted to bring it up, but I do agree. Like, you no, know, you know, teams should, should play, players should play if they can play. Um, but yeah, I wasn't disagreeing with that. I was just throwing the question out there. So I, I do agree with both of y'all. So I, I feel like they're they shouldn't. Um, maybe maybe baseball they should cut it down to buy a little bit. NFL just keep it the way it is for now. I got the numbers. I pulled them up. Okay. NHL two point six nine million. Uh, 2.6. NFL three point two six million. I'm almost spot on off my memory. Mm-hmm. MLB four point zero three million. English Premier League three point nine oh, seven million. The IPL, five point three million, and the NBA, eight point three two million. It's a lot. It's a lot. They're getting more than double than any major sport in the United States to play less games than baseball, to play a less physical sport than NFL, to play a less physical sport than the NHL, and they get paid the most money. Now, I'm not arguing why they get paid the most money because they have the most faces of the franchise. Like, they're more marketable. LeBron, Steph, KD, they're more marketable. And the NBA does a great job of marketing their superstars. Want to know how I know that? Name me three marketable stars in Major League Baseball. Judge. Shohei. I'd give you Shohei, yeah. You want to say Judge in New York? Judge, Shohei, and Trout. That's it. That's the or well before the ban, would it be like Tatis or like Juan Soto? They're not marketable in MLB. They might be marketable in Dominican, but I'm telling you right now, across the country, they're not. He's got it. Shao Cross got it. They're the three. That's it. But wouldn't Shohei be marketing in Japan if uh, it wants to within Dominican Republic? Shohei is the best player in baseball. I I, yeah, I agree with Because he's doing things that no one's ever done. Listen, Harper. I love Harper. Harper's not as marketable as the other three. And if you want to put Harper on the list, you got to take Trout off. So you choose. But they don't market their players well. They don't. Rob Manfred's destroying Major League Baseball. Destroying it. Just calling it like it is. It's a great sport. Just an I mean, I always make I always make a comment about Trout. Like, if I was just sitting here and I was just walking by and I heard Trout speaking, I probably have zero chance of guessing it was actually Mike Trout. I mean, most people probably wouldn't even couldn't even pick him out of a lineup. I mean, I could only because I've seen him enough. But 
I feel like that's an issue. Like NBA, if I hear LeBron talking, I know that's LeBron. It takes me half a second to figure that out. Or Curry or somebody like that. But yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, well, Jordan, to answer your question, they shouldn't shorten anything. These NBA players need to chill with needing rest and all this kind of stuff. Because I always go back to Larry Bird, jacked up back. He found a way to make it through a whole season, even though he had to like lay on the ground when he went to the bench or whatever. I remember he that. Did it. <laughs> I remember I, that. He found a way to do it. Medicine's better now. The shoes are better now. The, the travel's travel better. Everything's better. better now. But somehow they can't make it 82 games. I don't know. Somebody's got to tell me how that is. But no, don't change a thing. If they don't like it, I mean, just sit there and collect your money and complain about it. But I'm not changing <laughs> it for them. I'll put it to you this way. I'll compare it to how you look at coaches in sports, right? We've all heard of the player-friendly coach. We've also mm-hmm. heard of the, the the guy that throws the water bottles and smashes the gallons of water, like the Bill Belichick type coach. He's not player-friendly, right? And there's two different ends of the spectrum. The NFL is ran by Bill Belichick. And the MLB is – I mean, the NBA is ran by the most player-friendly coach that you can think of, like a Charlie Manuel. And it, it's the truth. It's the truth. There's big differences in guys that are – the NFL is probably ran a little bit too strict. There's not enough insurance. <laughs> there's not enough money. Uh, no, <laughs> oh, man, please, bro. What? <laughs> that comment, that comment that Anthony Price said. Don't let, don't let Gene see it. <laughs> He's kidding. Come on. He's kidding. He said wild open shots. He's kidding. There's no way he's active. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off, Gene. No, it's fine. But the the NFL is ran a little bit too tight, in my opinion, where they're like flexing Thursday games and all the players are like, no, where they're adding games to the season. The insurance and the CTE afterwards are not doing a great job with helping these players out afterwards. So the NFL is definitely a business that's screwing players over. And I'm often going to be on the side of players in the NFL, but in the NBA is the complete opposite end of that spectrum and we all know it we're all basketball fans we all know what we're watching it's just when your most marketable superstar and one of the greatest players of all time is the leader and he does things the way he does things that's what hurts and jordan i know you're a lakers fan you can never admit this but the way that lebron flails flops cries um complains doesn't never did a dunk contest, ruined the all star game, no defense is attempted at all. And I know I said this already on the show, I can tell you the moment that the all star game was ruined the exact moment. It was one moment, one moment. it was Kobe Bryant <laughs> was on the court and he was trying to give the fans what they want. He went at LeBron James, first of all, on the defense end. He slapped the ground and said, let's go. LeBron passed it off. They passed it back to him like, you're not getting away from this. He chuckled, took a jab step, and shot a fallaway three-pointer and missed. Then Kobe Bryant went down the court, went right at LeBron James, and LeBron James passed him off. That was the moment that the All-Star game died. I'm going to get the video for you guys one day. I remember watching it vividly. Yeah, that when they went head to head, and uh, yeah, I remember that game vividly. 
probably 2008, 2009, right around that era. But I will say this: that is the day. It's you ever heard the song "The Day the Music Died"? That's the day the All Star Game died. All Star Weekend died. Do, uh, how much would I have to pay you to sit down and watch <laughs> another All Star Game after this year? After what happened this year, yeah. Until they maybe do one on one battles in between the games, I don't know. I'm not watching one on one battles in between the game. You see what we're talking about? This, yeah, I, I know. Like like a Jokic and an MB on you know in the All Star game. I don't know, man. We'll see. But like that's. But I see I your mean. I see your point. I see your point. I see your point. What happened to rivalries? Yeah. He said it. That's perfect. That's one of the things I said before. What matchups y'all want to see excited for? Suns versus Warriors. First time Katie back at like what rivalries are in the NBA right now? Mo, do you remember Knicks Heat 1999? Yes. Yes. Like Starks, Zoe. Like, do you remember that? All, of, all of that. I, I, I remember uh Allen Houston's game winning shot. Like, I was there for all of that. They don't the games aren't as high scoring back then, but the intensity and the way the games were played, they've never come to that in this era. Not yeah. close to that. Because they all love each other. They all love each other. They all want to be friends. There's no beef. That's why, listen, everybody hates uh, Dylan Brooks. I love him. Give me Dylan Brooks, Brooks, Draymond Green. Give me them all. I'll take them all. Brooks wants beef with everybody. Whatever, he's, he's I'm with it. I'd rather, like. I'd rather have somebody that wants beef with everybody than somebody that wants to be friends with everybody. No doubt. Yeah, I won't. I mean, I won't disagree with the people who watched the NBA a long time ago. I mean, I've, unfortunately, I was born to the NBA where the NBA started getting a little bit soft. I mean, like like Bill said, there's no natural to saying rivals anymore. It's just straight facts. I mean, but now um, I know the CBA, the new rule saying there's, there's going to be in game or in season. A tournament that might bring some, you know, some individual rivalries back They'll next year. They'll find a way to ruin that too. Oh, half a million dollars. Who needs it? No, I'm saying this guy's making like, forty million dollars a year. Aren't going to care. I and said what they. Mention. I said what they need to do with the in-season tournament is, if you like, I said if you look at uh, English Premier League, you have your main guys who play the regular season, whatever. When it comes to in-season tournaments like FA Cup or whatever, you. A lot of times we'll get guys who don't normally start who actually play in those. So I feel like the end season tournament will just turn into, you know, rookies, second year guys, probably some G League guys they bring up, put them in that tournament and let them go at it. And I'd be fine with that. Look, you you watch over overseas elite. You guys mm-hmm. watch those tournaments, right? Am I the only one that watches those crazy tournaments that they play for a million dollars? You oh, tell man. me how intense those games are. Oh, uh, there's they're wild. That's intensity. I watched that over this Mickey Mouse game 42 of the regular season. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> I don't know. Just an opinion. With the new CBA rule being able to add one additional max contract, the NBA is going to be even worse. Even more super teams coming. Well, well, well I didn't add. Um, I think with the new um, – with the in-season, they're – Right now, there's 30, 30 Oh, address teams. what he just said. They're taking, huh? Address what he just said. With the new CBA rule. Yeah. Saber team's coming soon. Yes. And that's a problem. That's an issue. 
and yeah. without or Adam that Silver step out and say, he'll say that they're still more. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You good? Oh, my fault. No, I was just saying like the the smart teams might get super teams. The poorly run will just throw the extra max contract on the guy that probably doesn't deserve it, and they'll they won't necessarily be super team. They'll just have a super team like payroll. But yeah, I I don't know. The NBA is kind of headed in a weird direction, but mm. we'll see. But I, I just yeah, I didn't mean to cut yeah, you off. No, it, gonna, we're pretty much on the same track. I, I I just think that when Silver says the team the players are going to be more incentivized to stay, that that isn't true. A lot of guys don't stay. For every guy that's a Damian Lillard, there's a lot of guys that are going to go bounce and they're going to form or structure another big three or a big two, whatever you want to call it. They, the way they've changed this NBA in this player movement and player empowerment. This stuff is not going to stop. It's it's just going to it's just, it's going to keep going, and that's why you're going to always have that disparity between the very very good teams, the ones that we know are all already every year legit title contenders, and then the franchises that we know, no matter what draft pick they get, they're always in the lottery. There's a reason for that. I don't know how much better Charlotte's going to get with the new CBA. I'm not sure how much better Oklahoma City is going to get with the new CBA. We'll be able to keep some of that young talent because that, that team's getting built young and strong. But I just I know that the Lakers are going to be fine. The Celtics are going to be good. The 76ers are going to be fine. The rich get richer. They do. Parody in the NBA is gone. It's gone. But I we got time for one more quick question. Does the audience have any questions this week? We have time for one more. Um, if not, well, we'll go with John. That's a good one. Yeah. What matchup do you want to see most in the playoffs? And I know the matchup. He said it. It's already there. That's it. I mean, I, I want to see. I want to see Cavs Knicks only because. No, I'll take that one. But I thought of another one. Where... Who? I said Cavs Knicks only because the Donovan Mitchell could have been a Nick, but he's a Cav. But I don't think it'll be that competitive on the court. But you know, New York fans will lose their mind if they face Cleveland and Cleveland like sweeps them or something. But I, I would probably say if we had, if we find a way to get Memphis Golden State only because of the heat that they had last season, I wouldn't be mad at that. He said it already. Suns Warriors, man. KD going back to Oracle? Yeah. Yeah. You're you're gonna get all the drama and you're gonna get trash oh. talk. You're gonna get you're gonna get everything in that series. It's chasing her now. You you realize that uh, yeah, you realize that Draymond Green will be sticking Kevin Durant in that series. That would be a good series. We'll try. I just want to stop that for a minute. Just stop. Think. Draymond Green will be sticking Kevin Durant for that series. <laughs> I'm going with uh, I'm going Lakers Denver if that happens. Oh God, I know you're gonna go. I'm trying to see out. I mean, I'm trying to see out. Something that's not homerish. I'm trying to see. I mean, I mean, it's a playoffs, right? It's a playoff question. I mean, I want to see. Like, could you pick any team that's not your team every time we have a question? That's a, a team. All right, all right, fine. Red Fox too. That's not the NBA. 
I'll do. I'll, all right, fine. I'll just Raven the- Steelers. All right, got it. <laughs> I'll, I'll do. Uh, I'll do Celtics Philly. I mean, Philly better win this series, man. Sure or beat, or beats out and beats out of there. If they win, if they don't make. They're it not, game. bro. I'm telling you right now. Sixers <laughs> play the Celtics. They're gonna get ran. I'm telling you. Don't 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 be surprised. The Sixers play the Celtics. They're gonna get ran. The Sixers' only hope to winning an NBA championship is if the Bucks play the Celtics before the Sixers do, and I don't see how that happens. Almost impossible. The Sixers that, have to drop to the four or move up to the one. That that's a hundred percent. They need the Bucks to take out the the Celtics, and then they could take out the. You're hundred percent right. Hundred. That's the only way. That's their only path to actually get out of the East. I agree with you. The Celtics just have their number. They're just better. They're more well-rounded. They play better defense. Uh, the 76ers run zero sets on offense. Their offense is literally a pick and roll every friggin' play. Uh, Harden and Bead, pick and roll. It's the same thing. Iso ball, Harden. They don't run a set on the damn court. It's like stand around and watch people play one-on-one. It is so maddening. I, I put a clip on wire to wire and I have the clip on TikTok and we, we got the in TNT puts you in the huddle, right? And you get the in-game footage. And if you guys remember this clip I put out, Doc Rivers is getting, they're getting the shit kicked out of him last year. Uh, and Doc Rivers is in the huddle and he's like, we're going nowhere, nowhere fast, but we're just going to keep playing. We got to keep playing. If we keep playing, that's how we're going to win the game. What strategy was spoken? Just keep playing. We're going to win if you just keep playing. Don't get me started on Doc. <laughs> Bro, I have the I'm, audio. No, it's, I'm with you. I'm with it's you. maddening. Hey, that Doc capitalized on that coach of the year in Orlando, the title in Boston, and that's carried him this far. Now, I think people are starting to come around on him after the Clippers collapsed all those years. The way it's gone in Philly – if he were to get fired in Philly, I wonder where he ends up. He's getting fired in Philly. I mean, I'm sure he is. Six don't make it out of second round this year, and Doc Rivers doesn't get fired. I promise you this, right? I promise you this. I will not be a 76ers fan until Doc Rivers is fired. If they don't make it out of second round this year and Doc does not get fired, I will give up fandom for a year. I won't be a fan of any other team. I'll be a fan of the NBA. I'm not going to jump to it. I'm not going to Freddie Henderson, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Mo, so you're a Lakers fan, right? I am. So you've been hiding this whole time. On it. You don't want to see right? the Nuggets? <laughs> I'm not. This one's no, the same with me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a Lakers fan. Laker I, Nation. I, I, I grew up being a Lakers fan, but I'm a Lakers fan, but I, 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 uh-huh. I place the way I see things in reality. Mm-hmm. So – while I root for the Lakers, and I would love for them to go on this deep mythical playoff run, I I know the team that I've seen, and even though they've played better down the stretch, this isn't a championship team. It's not. They well, might they might they might win a first round series if the mat if the matchups go their way, but I don't look at the Lakers as a championship team. Um, that's that's just me. That's just me. Because Denver, uh, right. can, depending on where they end up, don't You're they right, play Denver in the first round? I appreciate, I appreciate Lakers fans that aren't Freddie and Jordan. 
I've never seen a, a group of fans celebrate. I mean, I'm not the only one who thinks that. I've Lakers. never seen a group of fans celebrate getting to 500 or making the play-in game like Lakers fans do. I've never seen it. Like, I don't know any Atlanta Hawks fans who are like, we're here. Like, <laughs> like, I've never seen a group celebrate mediocrity more than Lakers fans ever. Like, yes, if they get to the sixth seed, they can beat Sacramento. I agree with that. I don't think yeah. it's crazy to think that they can give one of these teams a series. But I'm telling you right now, Phoenix, Golden State, Denver, and Memphis are going to run them off the basketball court, and it, they're going to, and it won't be close. And if anybody wants to take my money, I'll throw it on the table. And if it goes seven <laughs> games, you don't have to win the series. If it goes seven games, you get paid. I don't, I don't, I mean, do, do y'all trust uh, with KD being injury prone? Jordan, every yes. time you say that, I'd be like, you AD. have a guy that's injury prone too. Fact. But I'm, but I'm saying, but I'm saying. saying. If, you, if you look at the top teams, everybody's got a health issue mm-hmm. or one way or another. Um, then it's I would actually say the healthiest team, more or less, has actually been Denver. Um, when you talk about their top five or six scores, yeah, they've been relatively healthy. Jamal Murray's coming off that 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 injury, but Freddy, he's looking more and more like in the ring. We're ending the show. Freddie's not happy. <laughs> not happy. Not doing this again. Um, but l- look, l- like you guys all said, I think we all agree. If they could get six, can they beat Sacramento? I certainly think they can beat them, but I don't think they're going to run through them. I think they're going to beat them. What happens after that? I'm not making any assumptions. I don't think you can look at the Lakers, even though they've made strides, and look at them versus the top-tier teams in the West. Those teams are at the top for a reason. Yep. And those teams, maybe nope. they don't have the be- best Take defense, care, y'all. I'm, but I'm they out. do have a lot of offense. Freddie the right one, man. <laughs> oh, Freddie oh, dropped oh, in. Oh, oh, you know? Talk to Freddie, man. Sorry, I, I, I'm here. I'm standing up for Gene. Still here. close. What are y'all talking about? We were, we're just talking, talking about, about NBA. Now we're talking That's about it. um the we're talking about matchups we wanted to see in the first round. The All Star game. Okay, I'm sorry, Gene. I made you run from your own show. Y'all have a good one. So you can't wait. That's what you can't wait here for, yeah, Freddie. That was it. <laughs> that was it. I thought you were gonna say something, Freddie. Oh, oh man! I'm excited um, for the playoffs. Yeah, um, me too. Me too, man. I I do think matchups will dictate what happens going forward in the second round. If the Lakers get a favorable matchup, they're going to win that first round series. But yeah. I don't want to make. I don't want to assume. Well, they're ready for the Grizzlies. I mean, so so all right. Let, let's say how about that? We 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 beat Denver, right? First round. Depending on how the first round of Memphis goes, whoever they match up, you who you pick a Memphis or Lakers in that series. If they were to beat Denver, they're probably seeing Phoenix in the second round. Oh, well, I don't know. That's a, that would be an interesting series. That's that's Phoenix's firepower. Now you're asking the Lakers perimeter finner, the defenders to slow down Book, KD. That's no no one. I don't see that happening. That's that, that's a talk. One, they're both efficient. Two, they're both going to get to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. They can score at all three levels, and they can get other people involved. Right, right. And all their damage is going to be done on the perimeter. So it's not like you can box them in because they're both deadly from range, too. So 
that's a tough cover for anybody that's trying to match up with them. So who would Phoenix play a first round? Who would they play? I guess right the, now it's the Clippers. The Clippers. But to steal a line from you and Freddie. That might be a fun, that might be a fun series. The Lakers are only half game out of fifth. You might get Phoenix Lakers first round. I mean, we're yeah, we're like, I mean, I'll watch, I mean, I'll watch the way the right now. I, I just know that there's three, there's four, and there are like four teams in the West with 38 losses. Like, that's how close the bottom half of the West is. You could go from being eighth place to fifth place. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. That's true. I just, I, I'm not doing the Laker talk again. As soon as Freddie hops on. No, I think Freddie was just trying to, I think he's going to troll. Nope, nope, I'm not doing it again. It's every week on the show. No, he didn't say that. He bring up the freaking Lakers and say some dumb shit. And he hops <laughs> on and says some more dumb shit. And then the show goes off the rails. Um, any final comments, gentlemen? We're rocking. No, where you left, he just like left too. Yeah. So he left because I told him we're talking about NBA playoff matchups, not Lakers. And he was like, Oh, okay. And you left. Yeah. I will not do it. I will not be a part of it again. I will, I will say age right. I, I would be interested if like the Kings Warriors met. Only because the Kings are high powered offensively. We know Golden State offensively. Could be entertaining. You know, I think. Golden State's experience would, of course, show, but that's what it is I, right now. I would be down for that series, and I'm, you know, Gene, you talked about Sacramento last week, but I just love what's going on out there. Same big deer and fox guy, and I, you know, Mike Brown, you know, he went from Cleveland, where a lot of people didn't give him credit. He went to Golden State, sat behind Steve Kerr, and he's definitely turned around Sacramento. So I hope. I hope they could win a first round playoff series. I like I like their squad. I yes. I like Fox. I like what he and Sabonis do as a chemistry. I like Keegan Murray. I, yeah. I, Harrison Barnes is Mr. Solid. He does a little bit of everything. You know, a jackknife. I like their squad. I'm I'm not saying look. Every, I know everybody is like lining up to play them. Be careful what you wish for because yep. they have nothing to lose. These young dudes are coming, so all these people just think you're just going to run through them. Be very careful. I agree. All right. Well, any final comments, gentlemen, before we wrap up the show? Uh, I'll be kind of going with John's thing. I think the game tonight's going to be interesting. I feel like UConn's look like the most dominant team, as he put it. That's a lot of pressure on them. It's San Diego State. We know can play defense. So I think it's going to be a great game. But I think UConn pulls it out tonight. I mean, yeah, I don't know too much about about these teams, but like you said, UConn's the most dominant, but SDU looks like the most strongest. So as far as you know, personnel at that position, I think that one point guard he's nice. Man, I forget his name. He's he's kind of a beastly point guard, muscular point guard. Um, so it's gonna be a good game. Um, but I think I would pick UConn. But it's gonna be a close. It's gonna be a close one. UConn is definitely average two UConn has an average margin of victory in this tournament of 20.2 points per game. They have been blowing every team out. If I had to bet tonight's game, I'd give me San Diego State plus seven and a half. I don't think they're going to win the game, but I think the game is going to be very close. And if you're giving me seven and a half points, I'll take San Diego State. All right. Well, that's all we got for you tonight, Cheap Seats Podcast. Hour 15 minutes, like we promised, on time. Thank you for joining us this week. And let's watch some NCAA college basketball tonight. Tune in, watch the game. Uh, By the way, Mo, I want to tell you, you know how many movies are in that backdrop you have on your screen? (laughs) I have no clue. 100 movies in that backdrop. 
My friend has the same backdrop. Oh, okay. Hundred movies in there. See how many you can find. What? That's crazy. Yeah, there's a hundred different movies in there. But it's fun to talk about. Thank you guys for tuning in to the cheap. Oh, season. Yankees are winning against Philly, by the way, also. <laughs> Good thing they play nine innings. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cheap Seats Podcast. I'm Wire to Wire Gene. That's the Prince of Production, Kyle Edwards, Jordan Gene Lewis, and Mo Money, Mo Problems, Mo Better. <laughs> Join us. Thank you so much for yeah. tuning in and have a great night. Peace. All right.